0: And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water and Mizzou Podcast. I'm one of your co Skeeter, and along with me, our usual, as usual, our Case and Cole. How are y'all doing?
1: Good. Doing good. I'm back again. Yeah. I, guess. I missed the pond. You know the uh, the John Porter episode, but you know I'm back, folks.
0: Yeah, we had a replacement for you, and he probably ain't <laughs> as popular as you in Mizzou World, but he he worked for us. Uh, but guys, we got a special guest tonight. Uh, Erica Cross. She was a Mizzou basketball player, a uh, women's basketball player. Not gonna say the years. I'll let her introduce herself. And if she wants to say the years, we'll let her say those. But Erica, how you doing?
2: I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Good. Doing good. Doing good. Uh so Erica, do you want to explain to everybody who you are and why you'd be on a Mizzou pod?
2: Sure, sure. So um I played basketball for Missouri a long time ago when it was a big eight. Um and I'm not embarrassed, so I'll tell the years, 1992 to 96 um, for Joanne Rutherford. And let's see, I went in, a freshman, played nothing like I ended up playing the next three years. I never got on the court my freshman year. I ended up graduating um, sixth-leading scorer in school history. So I did have a pretty, I feel like, a pretty cool career at Mizzou.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at your numbers, you were you were no slouch by any means. Uh, so tonight uh, our ladies faced Kansas in the WNIT tournament. Uh, and just got it. It was terrible, terrible. Hadn't played them since 2012, and terrible. I'm not going to repeat the score, but uh, Erica, you had a, a little bit of a bet going there with a former KU player, and so what do you have to pony up now?
2: So I have to um, wear some uh, Jayhawk gear um, and post a picture on social media. So, yeah, that's that's how my night went.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, good. uh, let's, Let's. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry you have to do that. You made. You know, it'll be no hard feelings, but we might have to block you for, like, 24 hours. <laughs> we'll unblock I'm you. I'm
2: going to block myself, <laughs> trust me. It's, it's crazy because, you know, the men and the women didn't really do well against KU this year. And I I, I think some of that some of that's lost over the last few years um, when we changed conferences because it was, I mean, it was chaos and blood when we played KU. Like there was no love lost at all. I actually, at Allen Fieldhouse, I went up for a layup Um very close game and I got undercut and my arms went behind me and I slammed my face off the hardwood and rolled over and my nose is like laying on the side of my face. I broke my nose. So my DNA is in um, Allen field house. I had to have it surgically rebroken the next day. So, but we, Uh. we hated KU. Um, But recently I've reconnected with Tamika. We've become friends um, actually over a podcast that she was on. And um, yeah, so we had a, a friendly little bed that did not go my way tonight.
0: Well, if you will do us a favor and wait about a month before you post that picture, that way we don't bring you on the pod that people look <laughs> you up and they see you in KU gear. That won't be good for us trying to start this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll but, tell you guys that for
0: me. you. You kind of have a funny story on, this won't be the first time you've wore a KU shirt. You want to share that with our listeners?
2: Yeah. So, uh, the Big 8 Tourney, we all stayed in the same hotel in Salina, Kansas, and, um, I don't know who gave me the T-shirt, but I took a marker and I wrote all over the KU T-shirt and I ran through the halls of the hotel so they would see me in their T-shirt that was destructed. So
0: <laughs> we like that. We like that. So what are you up to now? Uh, I know you you've went to Columbia a few times to watch the Tigers play, and uh, you're like me an Arkansas resident now, Denver. and you you've caught them here in Arkansas, both men and women, but, uh, what's your connection to the university still, or are you, is there much of one there anymore?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a long drive. I'm in hot Springs, Arkansas, so it's kind of hard to get back, but I definitely keep in touch with a lot of my teammates. When I was there, we were best friends with the men's team, Melvin Booker and, and those guys. So we all still keep in touch, you know, his son is doing great in the NBA. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm born and raised in Arkansas. Arkansas did not recruit me, so I have a chip on my shoulder with Arkansas. They didn't even call me, and I ended up at Missouri. But, um, yeah, I, I've checked out a couple of Razorbacks games. Our point guard, when I was on the team at Mizzou, her daughter uh, plays at the Razorbacks. So um, it was neat getting to see her play and play against the Tigers.
0: She's just in the wrong colors, right?
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well we're gonna get in real quick uh outdoors what what are your outdoor activities
2: so you know i'm, I'm from arkansas so i drive a jeep gladiator with big tires i like to drive in the mud <laughs> um love to fish and i'm hoping you're gonna take me trout fishing i've got the boots i bought them like five years ago and still haven't been in the water. <laughs> So that's the goal of mine to to get in the water and catch some trout is all
3: right so arkansas helped me out here Uh, hot springs that's a there's a big trout river out there right
2: i don't know i thought i should go to the buffalo river but i don't don't am i wrong
3: here maybe i'm wrong i don't know (laughs) geography very well sorry (laughs) (laughs) there is a a lot of lakes there there is yeah
2: okay we can come down here we can go down here
3: maybe make a podcast trip down there
2: that would be so fun yeah
3: I'm trying to I'm trying to get Warstick to uh, sponsor us. like they sponsor the baseball team because they make fly rods. So, uh oh. Warstick if you want to hit us up. Yeah,
2: let's go.
3: <laughs> yeah, shout out. Shout out Warstick. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Warstick.
0: <laughs> out. Eric, if I'm not mistaken, your your Twitter handle is Coach Erica?
2: Yeah, so um I'm currently trying to finish my PhD in performance psychology and I work with some kids on the mental side of the game um some um I've been really busy lately so I haven't had a chance to as much as I like to but mental performance you know coach Rutherford used to have us sit in our lockers and close our eyes and visualize you know how the game would go um And not a lot of kids did it. They they didn't take it seriously. And I really feel like that was hugely impactful in, you know, going from a freshman who rarely touched the floor to three years being the sixth leading scorer in school history. And I think I sent you something that I really didn't realize that I was fifth in assist. And um, I was a post in, in high school. All I knew how to do was drop step. And so I really feel like that was so instrumental in me turning my game around. Um, Just being able to focus and visualize success. And so I I work with kids on that when I can. And when I complete my dissertation, um, I hope to do that more.
0: Well, the reason I brought that up, I kind of wanted your opinion of Coach Robin, uh, the women's coach. We're We're not getting the results that a lot of the fan base would want. Uh, I know a lot of people over the last two seasons alone have have kind of been calling for her job Uh, I also read a report last week that she has the best recruiting class ever coming in next year And so that's what is probably going to save her job this year But uh, would you ever have an interest in coming back and coaching our Mizzou women? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um I, I I'm cra- like I'm crazy literally like my son my daughter came in she's like mom do you see the score of the KU game and my son who's six he said <laughs> she would have said some cuss words so I'm glad she wasn't watching that game I I think I, I would probably get kicked out of the gym I'm like I, I, You know, Beyonce t- turns into Sasha Fierce uh, when she's performing. I turn into something that is crazy when I'm playing basketball, even now. Like, I don't let my kids beat me. There's no way that a six-year-old or, or a 12-year-old oh. <laughs> is going to beat me in basketball. And so, like, I was imagining if I was a coach tonight, and I probably would have got kicked out of Allen Fieldhouse. Like, I... I have like no chill when it comes to like competition. So I I don't know if that would work out well for me or the university.
0: You got that fierce competitor spirit, huh?
2: Yeah. It's something that clicks on. Like I'm, you know, I'm on the treadmill and there can be a 90 year old person next to me and I'm, I'm racing that person. (laughs) (laughs) They have no idea, (laughs) but we're in a competition. So, but look, I love Robin. Um, there, there's, there are some coaches that have been there before her that were not very welcoming to alumni and didn't really have that, that culture and, and, and respect for the previous players. So she really has that. You know, coaching college athletics is really tough. Um, you've got to find that right combination. Um, seeing them play, like I'm high on, on the Jud kid. I think her name is Ashton. She, she can go. Um, and so if there's more kids coming like her, then I think that the future could be bright. Um, she's she's got that little that it factor um, that you don't see all the time, and so you know I, I'm hoping that they can turn it around because I really do like Robin, have a lot of respect for her.
3: That's good to hear. So we got the you, we're still on the Robin bandwagon because I was going to ask um, you played for Coach Rutherford, who is <laughs> like the uh, the Norm Stewart of women basketball at Mizzou. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um i was gonna ask is there any qualities you saw when you played for her that maybe you think would you would like to see in the current team
2: um you know i i don't go to their practices that's but um we we fought hard in practices we had girls break their nose in practice um and get hurt in practice um Quick story, KU, involved again. I was there with my best friend. Now, we're the godparents of each other's kids. And we were practicing in Allen Fieldhouse and Roy Williams. He was there. And after practice, we were laughing and and doing our thing. And he came up to us and he asked, are y'all friends? (laughs) And we're like, yeah, we're friends. He's, you know, because you were really going hard at each other on the basketball court. Um, And so, you know, I don't get a lot of that when I watch like – the kind of tenacity, that tenacity that that some of the teams have. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know if it's a confidence thing. You know, I don't know if it's a chemistry thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm confident that Robin can can turn it around, you know, if the recruiting class is as um, they say it is.
1: Erica, I want to ask a question. I mean, Mm -hmm.
2: did
1: you say some skater? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to I touch back on something that you mentioned earlier. You know, kind of you were referencing your kind of uh, finishing your or working on finishing your PhD in uh, psychology. Is that correct?
2: Perf- yeah, performance psychology.
1: Performance psychology. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, a lot of the athletes that we've interviewed in the show have mentioned one of their main reasons uh, for, you know, being involved in the outdoors. One was either, um, you know, some sort of parental figure. Uh, in the outdoors, grandparent, aunt, uncle, mom, dad, whoever, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of it was that that's their escape from, mm-hmm. you know, from, from the sport, from the practice and training and film and school. And obviously, you know, in a, a very busy society that we live in now, um, what's, you know, what I guess your getaway and then what's kind of your thoughts on um, ways that student athletes can kind of balance that if they're not, you know, involved mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's hugely important to have a place that you can go and just kind of space out, blank out on life and, and just, you know, have something that you enjoy. Um, my The only thing I can do at this point is is my workout. I get up at 4 a.m., you guys, every morning and I'm at the gym because everyone's still asleep and I can get back and make breakfast and get the day going. Um I don't know if I like the way that sports is going. Someone tweeted the other day that, you know, how dare these kids go on family vacation and miss baseball. And I'm like, (laughs) no, they, they need to go on family vacation and, and enjoy themselves. Um, everyone needs that time, that downtime to regroup, um, there's a, there's a lot of pressure on these kids. Um, a lot of college athletes experience depression and anxiety. And I'm actually writing my dissertation on um, sport motivation and how cannabis use might um, impact that. Um, you know, a lot of studies say that, you know, if you smoke marijuana, you, you're sleepy and you're lazy. But there's a lot of, you know, benefits for anxiety and things like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so you know, definitely people should be outdoors and, and doing things, um, getting fresh air just in general, but stepping away from all of the pressures to regroup um, and recenter. Um, yeah, so I mean, the. Catch off. No, go you go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say that, you know, it's I, I mentioned the, you know, the change in society. I mean, it's getting to the point where, you know, anywhere in the world you can you know get on your phone or get on a a, some sort of device connected to the internet and you can see you know any sporting event from basically anywhere in the world and that's it's crazy and i wonder if that kind of has an impact on you know some of these athletes i doubt they're really thinking that deep and that far into it in the heat of the moment but i guess when you kind of look at the ten thousand foot view of it it's it it is kind of crazy how you know when You know, back in the day, the way to watch a game was to go to the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, nowadays it's on pretty much any any media source that you could ever even imagine. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And and to me, the most dangerous thing about that, as far as the impact on mental health and athletes, is how people jump on Twitter and social media and they talk about these kids and, and they threaten them and. Um, you know they're so critical almost <laughs> posted today something today like if you didn't play college athletics your opinion really doesn't matter to me because you don't understand how hard right. it is they don't understand the sacrifices that these kids make um and so to me that's that's one of the most detrimental things to to these kids mental health
1: yeah i mean i think it's huge that you know you have the fan you know, the athletes' families and stuff like that. But when there's a third party, you know, Mm -hmm. someone that's just there, you know, someone that these people can count on. And the biggest thing I you know that I that, you know, hey, you've you've been in these athlete shoes, you've been in, you know, some of their some of their situations obviously changed. Uh, I'm not calling you old by any means. Don't (laughs) don't take it that way. But you know what I mean? It's it's you're you have that relatability that's huge for them.
2: Yeah. Thank you for that. And yeah, and it, but it's, it's different. It's different today, but I, I just think, you know, when I share my story, like a lot of these kids are transferring and I think they're jumping the gun, but you know, I'm not in their situation, but you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go back after my freshman year. Cause I didn't play uh, like, I don't want to go back to run and get yelled at. And I'm just going to sit on the bench. And my, my mom said to me, well, where are you going to go? And I'm like, Oh, am I going to be homeless? I guess I got to go back. And so, you know, <laughs> I went back and I like did what most people you know it takes 4 years a lot of people spend their 4 years and they're not in the top 10 in scoring. So, you know, there is something to be said with, you know, sticking it out. You know, Coach Rutherford was hard core. I'll leave you all with a really funny story cuz I know you have other guests, but um there's a point where <laughs> If we weren't winning, she wouldn't feed us. And so we were at um, Colorado. <laughs> we were flying back from Colorado uh, to Missouri, and she hadn't fed us. So we, you know, being the kids that we were, we made Will Work for food signs. And we, <laughs> we, we lined up in the corridor at the airport. And the flight attendants, like, they brought us peanuts and stuff because they felt bad for us. So we get back to uh, <laughs> Columbia, and that's when we are in the Hearns. They pulled up at Hearns. it was like 9 or 10 at night. She said, go get taped. And we ran. ran. (laughs) She she didn't think it was funny. So we we had a lot of kids.
3: That is hardcore.
2: Yeah, that's
0: that's crazy. Back in the 90s, you could coach. A a different way than what you can now. That if a coach did that now, I just about guarantee you they would be fired and probably never have another coaching job.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's different. NIL is just it's it's creating a different atmosphere where. I don't want to say coaches are, are, are scared of kids, but, you know, they the kids kind of, if you're good, you you write your own ticket and you do what you want. I mean, I've heard college players saying, like, shoot-around wasn't mandatory. And I wish we wouldn't have showed up for a shoot-around. You know, off it wasn't, wasn't mandatory either, but we better be there. Like, we knew that. That was unspoken. And so, it, it's not the same anymore. So, I mean, we'll see what the – what I don't know. Some some teams seem kind of Hollywood for me. And I'm like, you know, th- it's different than, than what I played. So
3: So that is extremely interesting to me. Uh, and I kind of want to get your opinion on that. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you, you didn't want to come back to your freshman year. What what is your honest opinion on what we're seeing right now? Especially uh basketball and football seem to be the worst at the moment, and you know, that goes for whoever's playing it. Uh, we're seeing freshmen bail after their fr- first year constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, uh, this is just today. So, from the year Conzo left and Gates came in, we had three freshmen transfer out, uh, and two of the and two of them are on the move again from the team that moved to after they left us.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, my opinion on it is uh, they're they're jumping the gun. They don't know, you know, they don't mm-hmm. really know what the market's like. They're kind of putting themselves in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. um you played different era but looking at kids in this era what is your opinion what advice would you give them if you you were in their shoes
2: um you know it depends it depends on the coach it depends on the players but my advice would have been be smarter about the school that you're picking like if you're uh, a two guard uh, you, you don't go to a team that has three or four two guards in front of you you know and and everyone's not going to be a starter their freshman year. People want it so quick and don't understand, like, everyone on that team was a star. And somebody's going to have to sit on the bench. And um, you just have to, you know, have to play hard, earn your spot. At the end of the day, though, you, you know, you have to be happy and, and, and find the right place for you. But, it, you know, if I would left, I wouldn't have had – you know the records and the experiences that i had you know i did end up getting to play overseas um and it was hard it was it wasn't easy like i cried a lot i didn't i didn't want to go back um, but something clicked in me that summer it's like okay I, I have to go back so i have to get better and you know how do i earn my spot and you know that's what that's what i did so if you can stick it out long term that's going to be the best outcome, um, but ultimately, you know, it's up to to everyone to to find their place. Um, but they need to vet these schools and these coaches a little more than what I think that they are.
0: I'm oh, sure. I feel like that can be just a life statement, not necessarily just for collegiate players, but just people in life in general. <laughs> but that, that's another topic for another podcast, I believe. <laughs> Uh, but we greatly appreciate you coming on. We are so glad you did go back after your freshman year and stuck it out. And uh, I I thoroughly enjoy getting to follow your, your Twitter and, uh, you know, just seeing, uh, I guess, what they would call old school. Uh, I don't mean you're <laughs> old, but the, the old I'm school old, stuff and stories and stats. But it's nice to see that that part of mizzou active uh, and still in the forefront so thank you for your time and and coming on and uh we'll have to get get you back on where we can talk more again
3: drop the uh drop your at on twitter real quick because i think you are really good to follow i i enjoy your content on twitter all the time so drop your at so any listener can follow you as well
2: oh geez i think it's at coach erica k yes Co at coach erica e-r-i-k-a-k
3: Give her a follow, and if uh, I'm, I'm following Twitter right now. looks like there is some rumblings about the head coach of women's basketball. So if anything does happen, uh, we'd like to have you back on for uh, a recap of that as well.
2: Sure. I'd love to.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much, Erica.
2: All right. Thank you all. Have a good night.
3: You too. M-I-Z.
2: Z-L-U.
0: All right. Well, Case and Cole. Uh, Case, right. For- Cole, he's like stays on it, stays in contact with these athletes. Like, I feel like they're not just guests. I feel we're building friendships and connections uh, with some of them. But, Cole, you want to introduce who we have back
1: on the pod, our first time, uh, two time guest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wilmsmeyer and Dylan Leach are back on the show. Uh, fellas, you guys, uh, y'all had a pretty good weekend, didn't you?
4: Yes, sir. We did. Uh, it's always fun to take down Rocky Top, and um, to do it the way we did is a pretty fun weekend.
5: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that was that was the most fun I've had in one weekend in a long, long time.
1: <laughs> I'd say boys, <laughs> at least playing baseball, that was a watch, hell
5: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean y'all, uh, y'all. I mean, great weekend. Uh, you know, Mother Nature didn't wasn't very nice on, but you know that's Missouri. You'll get. Uh, You know, snow flurries and wind chills in the teens. And then the very next day, it'll be like sunny and just a beautiful day to play baseball. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually,
5: it's it's pretty funny because we were out there stretching before the first game on Sunday, and all our managers were out there shoveling snow out of the right field corner (laughs) over the fence. I mean, it was, (laughs) it was pretty crazy.
0: (laughs) uh... uh...
3: Go go ahead, Casey. I'll say if that's not the most uh, non-SEC thing possible. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's Mizzou in the SEC. we are going to show some snow for a game.
4: Yeah, it, it, it is, but we also kind of look at um, these colder weather games early in the year. It's kind of an advantage for us because all of us northern kids are kind of used to playing in this cold weather. We played through it all fall, and you get these SEC southern teams, maybe like a Florida or Mississippi or something like that. They're not quite used to the colder weather, so – um, we kind of see it as an advantage sometimes.
3: I was actually going to ask that at one point because I feel like getting getting Tennessee up here opening weekend in Como was maybe a little bit of a shock for them. I mean, you know, first of all, Mizzou is kind of back in my opinion. And then all of a sudden they got to play in 28 degrees one day and one game gets moved because of snow and they have a double header versus us. And I just I don't think they were ready for – for any of it, I don't think they were to expect the team. They weren't ready for the weather. They weren't ready for anybody. They just got blown out by us.
4: Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the nature of things. Uh, can't control the weather, but you can certainly adapt to it as best you can. And um, obviously, I, we thought that we we did pretty well this weekend, and we're able to. It's not always the best team that wins. It's the team that plays the best, and um, we certainly feel we played better than the, than than this weekend. So um, came out on top and three victories underneath our belt.
3: Question for uh Dylan real quick, so it looks it's it looks like the pitching staff everyone is, is just like really grooving right now. You're the catcher. You're kind of the uh, I don't know. You call the, the coach there on on the field with them. What is going on that's causing the our arms to be so good right now? And are you like a vibe with you guys or something? What what's the secret sauce?
5: Um, you know, I wouldn't say there's a secret sauce. I would say it's it's our pitching coach. I mean, he puts out the best plan possible to attack the hitters, and we actually attack. I mean, we're going to throw our best stuff, and it doesn't matter what counted in. I mean, I don't know how many times we threw a 3-0 slider at some point, or we threw a 3-2 slider, and, I mean, we're going to throw the, their best pitch and in, in the moment we need to throw it, and they're going to execute it. I mean, to go and – I mean – only give up what was it like six runs to the number two team in the country? I mean that 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 shows something as a pitching staff.
3: Yeah, that's a performance right there. Yeah, well, it makes you feel better on Twitter. I, I got a, I put a tweet out and I basically said it was you. So there you go. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we. I think Case and I. I went back and forth with some Tennessee fans, especially when you guys won the game on Friday. Like, you know I was pretty hyped up about it and, you know, was, was in the uh, the Tennessee official box score tweet about it and this Vol fan came after me. He was like, Oh, you know, it doesn't matter about the doesn't matter about the one game and I don't know if he thought I didn't know anything about basketball. So of course he baseball. goes down the rabbit hole of like or baseball, sorry. Um, he tries to like go down the rabbit hole of, you know, explaining you know how a series works and things like that. And so Sunday after you guys handled business and got the sweep, um, yeah, he was he was tucking his tail a little bit.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's the way they all are. You know, they'll, talk, <laughs> they'll talk that big game, and then once they get down seven to one in that last game, they want to start arguing with the umpires and stuff like that too. So I mean, <laughs> the ball fans. Yeah,
3: love. you guys got the the Mizzou alum, their coach, so mad he got kicked out in game two. I yep. it was that was a treat really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) just beat their tail that bad
0: dylan Dylan, i got a question for you uh rumor has it before you got some elk meat that that bomb you hit probably would have just fell short at the warning track so is there any truth to the elk meat gave you the extra oomph you needed to get it over the wall
5: you know, that's what we're going to go with. We're going to say that. The elk meat, they help me. You know, it, it did give me some extra oomph. So I'm going to go
1: with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, get my garage code and you can just come, you know, raid the freezer whenever <laughs> y'all need to, huh?
4: Exactly. I need to get me some of that secret sauce. That's a, uh, I was lacking <laughs> this weekend at that department for sure. So I'll have to tap
3: into that. We're going to get, you got to get tie on the elk meat program yeah. as well. All right. <laughs> we'll well link it. <laughs> um I've got a little more serious question I'm kind of mess around for a little bit um I want to talk about uh, a video that came out two days ago uh, from your guys official supplier warstick so they released uh, like a 20 minute long video about uh putting you guys through all these tests some included uh shooting a bow on the field with like sprinting back and forth yeah um, and they kind of changed it up on you guys uh first of all how was that? But also, um, man, is are they, like, really, like, committed in uh, Mizzou baseball? Like, it seems like you, you go on their website and you guys are the first thing on the page. You go on their social medias, it's everything about Mizzou. So, is there, like, a, there's a big commitment between them and our program?
4: Yeah, there, there is for sure. That was – I mean, what a cool video. What a cool experience to be able to do that this fall. That um, They had an archery range set up for us, and me and Dylan and a couple of our buddies were able to go out there on the, on the baseball field there in the outfield and shoot our bows for a while, and then – They put us through the challenges and all that and made a really cool video um, detailing all that and talking about how it's the warrior, not the weapon. Um, That's kind of their tagline they use. Um, WarStick is kind of a a newer company. I I forget how long they've been in business. They're not obviously super well established, like in the likes of Rawlings or DeMarini or something like that, but we're actually their first college that they've partnered with, Um, and obviously we're swinging it well right now. Um, and so it's been a really good partnership for us so far. And uh, the 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 owners, the the guys that are with Warstick, have been super gracious to us, and um, have we've had all our needs met. And they've been super with us. So um, just thankful for that partnership, and looking forward to what else we can do with them.
3: Yeah, it looked cool. It was cool having a uh, Kinsler and Moreland hang around for a while too. It looked like.
5: No, yeah, that was really cool because growing up in Texas, I mean, I'm a huge Rangers fan, and so, like, getting to meet them in person like that and, you know, just have normal conversations with somebody that you idolize as a kid was was really, really cool. And, like, just getting to, to see their knowledge in baseball and listen to it and just pick their brain sometimes was even cooler because, like, they have so much knowledge, you know.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: I did want to ask you all, what does – uh, a weekend sweep over Tennessee. What does that do for y'all? Looking uh, at the rest of the season, I mean, it, I know uh, y'all. I have said you don't really look ahead too much. You you take it one game or one series at a time. Is, is that still the same mentality? Uh, are you are you getting online today, looking at the baseball rankings, seeing where you jump to, or are you just worried about? taking care of what you can control
4: yeah it's it's really cool to look at the rankings and all that kind of stuff but following this past weekend um i think for a lot of us on the team it kind of confirms our suspicions that hey we're we're a legit ball club um coming in the weekend we were what 13 and 3 and we had a couple good wins down there in texas and i mean we played uh, texas southern and njit and had some wins over them but we really weren't quite sure how good of a ball club we were and to come out and do what we did this weekend. It's, um, it, it kind of confirms our suspicions that, Hey, we're, we're here for real. And I think it's just eye opening for the rest
5: of ever. I mean, for everybody else. Cause I mean, I, you go looking pre, pre this weekend, everybody's like, Oh, this, nobody's worried about the Tennessee Mizzou series. Tennessee's going to sweep them. And, and then, I mean, we come out facing DoLander, and I mean, it was just rocket after rocket after rocket off of him, and then that gave us confidence for game two off of Chase, and it was just like rocket after rocket after rocket off him, and then, I mean, we weren't finished once we got to uh, got to Beam, and it just, it just kind of proved that our offense and pitching is is top in the SEC. To, I mean, to everybody, so I mean, that was good to go out and do that, but. I wouldn't say we're looking ahead any further than KU on Wednesday. I mean, that's that's our next game. So,
3: Dylan, that's exactly what I want to hear. As a Casey resident, going to that game, I was like, man, I'm I was so afraid that after we come that big win, looking forward to South Carolina next weekend, that we're going to overlook the rival in KU. We can't, can't, can't not look at KU. We've got to win that one. That's a big deal.
5: A hundred percent. I mean, that's e- even if it's. Who cares? It's a Wednesday game, but no, that's that's a game we gotta win because at the end of the season, all wins are gonna matter. So we gotta win everyone we can.
3: Absolutely,
0: for sure. I saw a, a, a comment that was made that said you you can't uh, clinch a regional on opening SEC weekend, but you can dang sure build your resume. And it they they were referencing y'all and in, in, in the statement y'all made. Uh, I think nationally uh, a lot more eyes are going to be on y'all or at least paying attention to you. Uh, And we're, we're excited for it.
4: Yeah. That's that's what comes to have a target on our backs. Now we came out and made a statement this first weekend and now instead of we're going to be hunted now, we're not going to be the hunters and we're going to put that target on our back. And um, I don't know if we snuck up on Tennessee, they weren't expecting it or what, but um, we kind of put the rest of the league on notice and, know we're here for real so um, that's just that's just the way it goes every every weekend here on out it's going to be a dogfight, fight and we know that we're ready for it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah,
4: I, I mean going
5: into South Carolina, I mean heck, they swept Georgia on the road. So, I mean they're they're a damn good ball club, but we're a damn good ball club as well. So, mm-hmm. I think this is just going to play after the KU game and we go in that one. I think this is going to be the series of the year right here like this weekend. I
3: absolutely agree. I'm really excited for this series.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Hey, Just kind of looking at some, uh, looking at some SEC standings. I guess you know for, for you know the uh, for the East and the West. I mean, we y'all are in a four way tie at the uh, at the top of the conference with, uh, or I guess I guess in the E, E South Carolina and Vanderbilt. So. It's just, I don't know. It's wild how, I mean, I know it's the first weekend of SEC play, but it's just, it's crazy to see how fast.
5: It's crazy to see that five teams got swept opening weekend in SEC play. Mm -hmm. I don't know when the last time that's ever happened is. Like, tell me the last time five teams in the SEC got swept on opening weekend. I mean, I bet you can't find it because it probably hasn't happened.
3: Yeah, like you are saying, the East looks ridiculous for now. It's 3-0, 3-0, 3-0, 0-3, 0 3 Like, it's just such a extreme or, you know, ends of each side on the East at the moment.
4: I mean, on top of that, I think I saw 10 of the 14 SEC clubs are ranked right now, and I'm sure there's a few knocking on the door right now. It's it's so deep right now and so much talent in this league. It's, uh, it's pretty unreal.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely correct.
0: What uh? What are y'all's? I mean, personally, and I, uh, whichever one you want to start on this, but how's your your personal goals at the start of the season? Uh, are are they still the same? Are you achieving them? Have Have they changed with the results y'all have been getting? Uh, just Just kind of go over that.
5: Well, I would say uh, my goals haven't changed. I mean, as personal, I mean, have they gone the way I've wanted to them this beginning of the season? Hitting-wise, probably not. But, I, th- I mean, hitting's going to come and go. I mean, everybody's going to get hot real quick and everybody's going to get cold real quick. But, um, I mean, my main focus has just been on catching and staying with our pitchers and, and controlling that pitching staff. So, I mean, I'd say – I mean, hitting-wise, I haven't been hitting so good. But this weekend, I finally started kind of breaking out of it and having more fun. So, I'd say it's kind of getting back up there.
4: Yeah, I'd like to echo that same thing. Um, Last few weeks, I haven't been swinging it super well. But, I mean, that's baseball. Where you're going to find some slumps, you're going to have some hot streaks. So, um, I'm not super concerned about offensive. um, But I was hitting behind Leach uh, yesterday and watching him get into that ball and sending it over the right field fence with a little bit of a bat flip, that was – that was pretty fun to watch, so um, no, I'm not worried at all, and I know we're going to get back on the horse and keep this thing rolling. Yeah, so I didn't
5: know bat flips were kind of a warning now. I didn't know that was a thing, so I get into the dugout, and everybody's all happy, and I come back down the dugout, and these are screaming, hey, we can't bat flip, and I was like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, baseball, I mean we well, Where's the fun of yeah. that? Come on, Cody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no nope. Come on. I just hit a nuke off one of the top pitchers in the league. I mean, I'm going to backflip it. Come
3: on.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's awesome. On, I just hit a nuke off from the top pitcher. <laughs> Come on now. give me a break.
0: On, that's on that video of you trotting around the bases there, uh, was is that a planned steps you're taking around second base or <laughs> to me it almost looked like you almost tripped uh-oh
1: did he drop out oh made yeah, a mad he, You heard he of made uh-oh. a mad skeeter for <laughs> me there he is he's back now
4: yeah I, people keep calling me so it keeps kicking me off
1: oh.
4: <laughs> all don't right, I'll, 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 I'll reiterate re- reiterate the question for you um as you were running second there on that home run, trying you kind of blacked out a little bit <laughs> as you were getting side of there, but just kind of walk us through that footwork you had going Yeah, the so, so I, was, I was trying to slow
5: down and because I was going pretty quick and I was amped up. And, you know, I. I was looking at the base. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to miss the base. I tried to slow down. <laughs> I just tripped up, and I was glad I caught myself because that would have been all over everywhere if I would actually fell. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: That would have made it, the though. four You're
0: good.
1: Not top, top ten.
5: Yeah, it's not top ten right there. That would have been – oh, yeah.
1: We're definitely looking forward to it. I mean, we talked about this with Ty last week, but – the uh MUK it needs no explanation. And it's just exciting to know that, you know, it's not only a game that y'all are getting to play at a uh, at a part on the year, but uh you know, it looks like it's gonna be nice baseball weather for the most part, you know, a little bit of rain in the forecast. But I know Case is excited to get it. Hopefully oh, yeah. get to meet up with y'all.
3: Yeah. Uh I'll be out on our side, so I'll try to hang around the dugout a little bit and say what's up.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, being a Missouri kid, the KU game circle on my calendar every year, and getting to play Coffins that much—that's much more special. So, um, yeah, it's definitely. I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, the rain holds off, and we'll uh, be able to whoop up on some butt.
3: Absolutely.
0: Well, fellas, thank you all for coming on, and uh, go kick some Jayhawk butt for us, please.
4: Oh, absolutely! Looking
0: forward to it. Let's go, Miz. All right, fellas. Well, man, greatly appreciate Dylan and Ty coming on. Great weekend. And I think there's going to be a lot more people paying attention to Mizzou baseball, and hopefully, a lot more Mizzou fans paying attention to
1: Mizzou baseball. Absolutely. It's hard, it's hard, you know, not to pay attention to. A weekend like that i mean that caught national you know national headlines and and you know headlines within the conference and we talked with them about how how well the conference is doing so i mean yeah the, the sec has been a, been a powerhouse for baseball for a while and it's not, we shook it up a little bit but yeah it's it's it definitely making it more interesting you know the
3: sec had us paper they, they wanted us about you know second to last in the east behind georgia they didn't expect much out of us and um we punched, number, we punched the top East team in the mouth this weekend. And, uh, I mean, I love seeing on social media all these uh, college baseball writers just being like, what the what, you know? Yeah. We beat uh, we beat Tennessee game one. And they're like, okay, the three-game set. And then, you know, Sunday rolls around. We win game two with a doubleheader. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what's this now? Is it just swept in the sea? So, that was, that was so much fun watching my mind just get blown, you know? You don't
0: win three in a row uh, against a squad like that by accident or by luck. No, um, absolutely not. You don't keep that offense uh, down to five or six runs for three games by luck. You know, so there's a lot of skill on this team, and – love having the players come on and talk about it like but I love their mentality you know they're not they're not looking back at what they've accomplished already and thinking they're successful like but they're also not looking too far ahead they're they're worried about Kaufman and after Kaufman then they're worried about Georgia you know but they're they're taking it one game and one series at a time and you got to love that
3: yeah, no, that's that's the mentality to have. Like I said in the interview, I, I was, I even said I was worried you guys are going to overlook KU here because you know they're you know kind of a rough program, but they can still sneak up and get us. And they're like, no, not we are we are focused right now on getting after KU and getting that win. Yeah, but there were a lot
0: of other Mizzou things going on uh, over the weekend, and before we we talk about basketball, uh, let's get into wrestling. Uh, we sent, sent 10 wrestlers to national uh, finals there and come home with five All-Americans. And I believe to make an All-American, you got to place in the top eight in your weight class. So half of them uh, did pretty good on that. Uh, 149 Brock Mahler, uh, come home with the seventh uh, place. Uh, let's see. Peyton Mako placed eighth. In the 174, uh, Rocky Elam, man, I thought he had a chance at at the Natty, and he come up just short. I mean, it it was 7-2 to North Dakota State uh, wrestler Tanner Sloan in the semifinals. So Rocky Rocky comes home third place in the 197. And I I don't know if y'all keep up with much college wrestling, but you get up there, you're around the 200 pounds, and that is some big, athletic freaks. Uh, so for Rocky to come home third place there, uh, that's that's pretty cool. And then uh, Rocky's brother Zach uh, came home eighth, losing his seventh place match. But the the big one we wanted to talk about, uh, Keegan O'Toole had lost two. The previous two matches, uh, Takar from Iowa State in the 165, and Keegan's the defending national champion in the 165, but he lost his his match in the last meet of the regular season and then lost the championship match in the Big 12 tournament. But they had a final matchup in the championship on the big stage for the national championship, and Keegan comes out 8-2 victory to be – Two-time defending national champion in the 165, and watching the interviews of Keegan, I mean, he can't be more proud to have a guy like that represent the university.
3: No, absolutely not. Keegan is a he's a certified badass, and just in his demeanor and the way he wrestles. Yeah, like you said you could not ask for a, a better guy to represent Mizzou, especially a program like Mizzou wrestling, the one of the crown jewels of the school. You know.
1: Cole, you got to... It's just such a... It's just... It's a sport that is unlike any other. I mean, like you mentioned, guys are just freaks of nature athletically, and they just... They're masters in their craft. I mean, coaching staff, to, You know, the way they prepare, to the way they just expect to win, is it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's just admirable the way that they conduct business, and... You know, they go on into the national stage, that's the best of the best, and they just absolutely go in there and handle business. Yeah, I mean, once
0: again, I, I believe Coach Smith is building the program to where we will challenge Penn State one day for the national championship. Penn State is at a elite level, unlike anybody's ever seen, really, right now. Uh, but Coach Smith's building us to get to there. I mean, we're we're annually in the top five, but uh, like I say, that, that Penn State level is is another step, but uh, I saw where we got a commitment from a wrestler this weekend out of Texas, I believe, but uh, you know, I watched a lot of Keegan interviews, uh, kind of fanboy for him, <laughs> you know, like uh, I have somebody come along with, with that, but he talked about those two losses to Carr, uh, and he said, you know, I, I appreciate him. It's been a while since I lost two matches in two weeks, and he made me go back and work harder and, and find another level. So defending national champion in that weight class, and he said he had to go back and practice harder and find another level. Like, how, how awesome – Is it to hear that type of mentality from a college student, but also one that just lost two in or two out of two weeks and know he's he's probably gonna face him again? And he he wanted it even that much more.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to make a guy like O'Toole like I guess be better, and that's it's awesome that he's able to figure and take it to the next level like that.
1: That is really cool. Yeah, Yeah. just a storybook rematch-up that ended up, you know, well, in our favor, he might have won a couple battles there, but Keegan ended up, you know, winning the war. That's it.
0: Well, let's go ahead and talk basketball. Uh, First off, I want to admit, like, applaud the coaching staff, the players, anybody, anything to do with the program. What a great season anything I say about the Princeton game does not reflect on my view of the season. It was a successful season in my eyes. It was a very a lot of memories, you know, like 2022-23 Mizzou basketball team will go down to me as an over accomplishing team that really exemplified what being a team is to me. Uh, But we beat uh, Utah State round one. Saturday, we, we get Princeton. And just from the jump, I don't think we had it. Uh, Noah Carter kept us in the game for a little bit there in the first, but just we, we never got going. Uh, Kobe or Des Moines, you know, <laughs> we've had that conversation a couple times throughout the season on which, which player is more important. But when you shut both of them down, you got a real good chance to beat that team, to, to beat us, I guess, because uh, we, just, we just never got our footing going there. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts over the NCAA tournament?
3: Um, happy to see we won our first game in 13 years. I know we did a show on that already. Uh, but I don't know. It's just we've seen it all year. Sometimes this team can just have a hard, a rough day shooting. And it's unfair, it's unlucky, but besides front of the show, Noah, that we had that day uh, on Saturday, this wasn't our time. But like you said, and I totally agree with this, this team was picked to be 11th. And we ended up fourth. We won. We got the first ever gotten in the SEC tournament, and we won our first game in the tournament for 13 years. Not every error was pointed up. Did I enjoy the Princeton game? Not at all. Was I frustrated? Absolutely. But I know good things are coming on the horizon and it's just the of the Gates era. It's year one. And be honest with yourself, do you, with old tapes? Do you guys even have a space tournament this year? Because I said I was at an NIT appearance.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, as much as frustrating, me with the way Mizzou played. You gotta give credit to Princeton. I mean we're flying around, they were shooting, you know, shooting the ball really well. They grab rebounds really well, which we sound like we're beating a dead horse, but uh, you know, newsflash we we don't do that very well. And hopefully that's something that the uh the coaching staff recognizes this off season and you know adds those pieces to the puzzle that um uh, they can, you know, change change that trajectory for the program. Um I'm elated with uh, the way that year one closed out under, under Dennis. Uh, and given the Princeton loss, would it have been great seeing in year one? Heck yeah, it would have been. Um, but, you know, in a way, this is a way that... I don't know. I'm struggling to find the words, but essentially it's a good building block, you know, for year one, Um, you know, that they can use on the recruiting trip. It's just, it's definitely encouraging and it's exciting to have, you know, a a good basketball team to to root for again. The foundation was laid.
3: The foundation was laid for this program, and, you know, it was built on the back of guys like Hodge and, the, you know, the, the leadership of, of Ben Sternberg, Million, uh, you know, the coach in the floor, coach in the sideline. I hope that God we see him come back on the sideline at some point gate uh, staff. You know, there's just a lot of these seniors that uh, only played one year, but are going to be forever true sons because of what they helped re what's the word, not revitalize, bring back to life this program, you know? M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go
1: Tigers. Y'all take care.